We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome back once again to Paranormal, the New Normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy, here trying to make the world a little more normal. It's going to happen tonight. Oh, fuck. We're having fun tonight. It ain't going to happen tonight. That's for damn sure. We're getting weird in a podcast way, just to clarify. <laughs> really, Moose, you're pooping right while I'm doing a podcast. Bad dog. But anyway, <laughs> folks, my guest tonight. I am very proud to announce they, I was on their show last night. You'll hear that at some point. But I am very proud to announce that I have Logan and Nicole from Generation X Paranormal Podcast. Almost lost it there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and I am very happy to have them on my show because we get to talk about my, my stuff last night, my experiences, my beliefs, and all that. But tonight, I get to hear theirs, and that's even more fun for me, because I like asking questions more than I like answering them. So. <laughs> oh, dude, really, Moose? <laughs> you said you were going to get weird and wild. I mean, it doesn't get much more wild than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right back, fucking kibble poop. <laughs> but, yes, we are back here. And, well, folks, if you want to hear part one, let's... Listen to their episode. I'm, I'm going to try to release this one around the same day as theirs comes out. So we'll make it work. But first things first, welcome to the show, guys. Thank how you. How are you doing tonight? Even though, we, even though we talked last night, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing yeah. good. Yeah. Well, to start this off the fun way, then okay. I'll ask Nicole this first question first, because ladies first and all that. Okay. What got you into the paranormal? Hmm. Simplest of questions with the hardest of answers. What got me into the paranormal? I guess I've always kind of been into it. I had experiences when I was a little kid. We lived in a confirmed haunted house as well when I was little. Nice. Um, saw things, heard things. My parents heard things. And so I've always kind of been into it. As far as doing stuff like this, we've just, just started the, the podcast but we've always yeah. been since we got married visiting haunted hotels and mm-hmm. doing those types of experiences but i've always kind of been into it once you have an experience like that it never really goes away yep i wish i could oh yeah true it's true it's true i, I was gonna say i wish i could comprehend that but i kind of do so you know it yeah. is what it is yep <laughs> and how about how about you logan any special reason you're in the paranormal or just one of those things that fascinated you like me and me and me and nicole wow i'm like fucking that up right now. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're good, good. <laughs> wow that is a loaded question what got me into the paranormal well 
I mean, honestly, I've always kind of had uh, what may say an, uh, an affinity for the paranormal. Um, I definitely grew up with with uh, a family that was very open about it. You know, my grandmother, she practiced uh, she was a, what they call a curandera, which means basically she kind of did a lot of uh, a lot of curing, a lot of magic kind of things like that. So um, I just kind of kind of went with that and got into it. And, you know, for the most part of my life, I used to let it all scare me. So I would kind of shut it out. But um, but as I got older, I realized it was much more fun. And I think it kind of got us into the podcast. And by the way, I'm the one that started it. I kind of mm -hmm. forced her into it. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but um, about a year ago, no, actually, it's two years ago now. Um, I had a I had a physical injury. Uh, I had a brain bleed. And um, you know, it was pretty touch and go. And I think after that, I just said, you know what? Uh, let's just do something fun for a change. Not, you know, just not sit here and wait to die. So we decided to do something cool. So mm -hmm. we started this podcast and we've always been in the paranormal. In fact, one of the very first things, I don't know if she remembers this or not. I don't remember who bought it for who, but you bought it for yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. I bought it for her. I bought her the, the Unsolved Mysteries DVD collection of ghosts. So yeah, that kind of kind of kicked everything off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sorry. One, I'm sorry to hear about the condition because that's horrible. I would yeah, thanks. I'd hate to have that. <laughs> I'd hate for anybody I know to have that. So I gotta say I'm sorry about that. But well, I appreciate it. And yeah, it, it seems like we all just had that curiosity like we like fox Mulder said we want to believe yeah right mm -hmm. Mulder. Mm. yes david company's <laughs> the fucking david company's the fucking man but <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome i love everything he's ever done i fucking love but all right well the next question is a little more fun and we'll go back to nicole because you know I'm, I'm a gentleman okay <laughs> what experiences have you had and i I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get a cryptic experience out of you two, but if I do, I'll be constantly surprised. No, I can't say that I have any cryptid. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of experiences. So how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they all relate to like ghost spirits in, in that nature. Uh, all right. Well, in cases like this, what I do is give us the experience that sticks out the most to you. Hmm. Well, I talked about one on the other show, so we'll we'll pick a, a new one. Okay. Um probably the one when we were in North Carolina. That yeah. was that was a big one. So we went on this trip. Um, and it's been what five five years ago now, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, we flew to Savannah, Georgia, and then we rented a car and drove all the way up the coast. So we hit um South Carolina, North Carolina, um, and Virginia. Virginia, yeah. Um, and on, and we were staying, staying in eight Airbnbs all the way up. Yeah. So in this one particular one in North Carolina, we stopped, it was just for the night and it happened to be like the, this person's home, but like, kind of like a, I don't know, like a shed turned yeah. Airbnb on yep. their property, basically a nicer version. Let's put it that way. Um, and everything was fine. When we first got there, we kind of unpacked, we were both exhausted from the day and driving but I remember walking into the bedroom area, just feeling, feeling off. But we were like, we're going to go to bed. Right. Yeah. And it was what, like a 
queen. I think it was a queen size God, bed. Was it that even that big? It felt I, smaller. It felt smaller. <laughs> it might have been a full, fuller queen, but it was like the old time wooden antique type bed with the headboard and the footboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went to bed and I was on, so if you're laying down, I was on the right side and it was kind of put in the room in a catty corner. Yep. Um, sticking out from the corner. And I just remember feeling as we were falling asleep, like I did not want to turn to my right side because I felt like if I did, I was going to see something there. And it was just like maybe a two foot space. So I just kept myself turned to the left, tried to go off to sleep, but I just felt this heavy presence there. And I remember waking up first and having to use the restroom and the and the bathroom was like across the room. So I remember like, I'm not going to step off the right side of the bed <laughs> and walk around. So I crawled to the end of the <laughs> and hopped over the footboard. I remember this because it, the, yeah, yeah, it was so strong. I was just really creeped out. And so after that, I, I got back into bed, fell asleep. And when I fell asleep, I had a dream of this older gentleman with the long beard just kind of in a scowl and he and he was like a fisherman like that was the what i got from the dream and i woke up and then i remember saying to you i don't remember who said what first i just remember telling you about it or something you did first i think yeah and then you said i'll let you say this part (laughs) so what my experience was um basically i i felt somebody kind of over my head, kind of in the caddy corner part of it in the back, mm-hmm. kind of doing that whole uh, broken neck lady kind of stare right out over you. And I heard, get out, just like in Amityville Horror. And uh, yeah, that scared, that scared the shit out of me. So he tells me this and I'm like, okay, we just, we weren't planning on staying anyway. I'm like, no. we just need to get out of here. Yeah. Obviously we are not wanted <laughs> in this space. And so as we're, getting ready to leave we're packing the car i came back in for one more thing and as we're walking out the door and i hadn't noticed it the night before because we were just tired and wanted to go to bed by the door on the left hand side was this probably eight by ten frame picture frame but inside that eight by ten picture frame were these tiny tiny little pictures maybe like two inches by three inches of all these so i like walked up closer looked at the picture and it was the guy from my dream yeah and he was a fisherman yep and the only thing i can think is the people and we had met them the night before mm-hmm. it was probably one of their fathers lived out there on their property and he did not want us there no but i was just i remember seeing that picture and it, like immediately i knew that's who it was that mm-hmm. really freaked me out that's one see, of the biggest ones in my mind see that initial feeling you had that's why I don't like in my own house, as we covered last night, I do not like to sleep with facing the door because our, our bedroom door is open, of course, because mm-hmm. we have kids and you got to yeah. leave it open because God forbid they need something. Like my son waking me up at 3 a.m. this morning because his sister was coughing and he wanted yeah. me to get up. And so, I mean, yeah, but it was not fun. But so I don't like facing the door when I'm sleeping because I am like we have a coat rack right outside our bedroom door on the wall and all the coats, if you, if I have my glasses off at night, like I'm blind without my glasses and like the coat rack looks a little menacing without my glasses on at night. 
Yeah. Like all the yeah. coaches, all the coaches, all the big coaches hanging there just look like somebody's standing there. And like mm-hmm. I've been, I woke up in the middle of the night, like literally jumped back, grabbed my cell phone, turned the flashlight on, and I'm like, it's a, it's a, yep. <laughs> like it's just attack of the coats. But I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I have to face my wife because I can't face the freaking door because it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, so only if I'm like already asleep and I turn over my sleep, then that's one thing. But like falling asleep, no, that's right. a big no, no. I mean, and I, I think a lot of people don't recognize that feeling, but I now every time I feel it, I know what it is because I felt it when I was a kid. And so anytime I enter a space, I already know if something's there because I can feel it. I know that feeling. So when we walked into that bedroom, I already knew it. I tried to convince myself there wasn't, but that's the first time ever I've pictured a face in my dream and then seen it. Yeah. When you walked in, it it felt like somebody put a wet, heavy blanket Uh over you. Mm -hmm. I think, he probably passed away there yeah or just his that was his bed and they just left everything the way it was yeah. and started renting it out and that i don't blame him he's probably really ticked yeah I would <laughs> that be, people are I in I his space sure mm-hmm. i mean if it was his bed he's probably like well i know what this young couple's gonna do my bed tonight hell no we were like i'm going to sleep yeah. <laughs> but you could feel you could feel like eyes on you the yeah. entire night it was yeah. very unsettling yeah, that, that's when you go to the store, pick up a couple of bottles of wine, and be like, "All right, we're gonna." Do this <laughs> yeah, we there were, were no stores, by the way. Yeah. There was like no. We had to go what to like a gas station just to get just to get something something eat. frozen to fix for yeah. dinner because it was a very it's outskirts very area. Rural. Yeah, very rural. Uh huh. And what state was that in? It North was in North Carolina. Carolina. I cannot remember North, the name North of the Ca- town. North Carolina being that rural, I didn't realize even. Huh? Interesting. Oh, yeah. they got a ton of rural yeah, cities out there. They do. Oh yeah. And it, I mean, they, I, it was right next to the river, one of the rivers, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember, I can't which remember one. the name of it because it was just a pit stop. It wasn't one of our main destinations, so I can't, I can't even remember the name of the town. But. Well, we were about to drive to uh, the ferry to get over to um, the Outer Banks. Yeah, the Outer Banks. So it wasn't mm-hmm. too uh, far away from that area, but it was extremely rural. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've I've driven from New York to Florida before, and I. We went through North Carolina. And I think we even stayed. No, we stayed in. Yeah, we stayed in North Carolina at my uh, dad's high school friend's house. And I mean, it wasn't. There's was just like I didn't see anything. I was rural there. But mm-hmm. I, I think it was either in North Carolina or Virginia. We got like the best fucking soul food I ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, that makes they sense. Got some good They've food. Got great food mm-hmm. out there. Like yeah. it literally was like from the outside of this place. I didn't want to eat there. Like from looking at the outside, I was like, I really don't want to eat the food here. And then I go inside. Yeah, sometimes those are the best. <laughs> those are the best. Yeah. You go, you you go inside and it's just like a buffet style like serving thing. Like mm-hmm. it looks like a freaking high school cafeteria almost. And I, I walk up, I'm like, ooh, chicken fried livers. Ooh, collard greens. <laughs> All right, we're right in here. Let's give me some give me some of those. Give me some of those. Give me some sweet potatoes. And we're good. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that place we went to in Memphis. Do you remember? Which one? Uh that's right across from the um the hotel. Where oh, Martin Luther yeah. King um, Jr. got shot, but it was like right across the tracks, and I was like, "Are we sure we want to go in yeah. there?" But all the locals said it's the best <laughs> place, best barbecue. and that food was yeah. amazing. Yeah, but was yeah, pretty amazing. Those hole in the wall places are usually the best. Yeah, they they are. It's just they're not the ones I recommended on Google. Like you just have to come across no. them. And I, they're mm-hmm. the ones you find at like one in the morning that are open still. Yeah, because <laughs> like, that's where it was. I was in St. Really Charles, Louisiana, and I remember. Um, we were, 
we were looking for somewhere to eat and I, I love crab and basically any shellfish really. And, uh, we we're working at this bank and, uh, I asked one of the people there, I said, oh, where's a good place to get crab? And I said, okay, I'm going to tell you this place, but if you look at it, you're not going to want to eat there. I said, okay. <laughs> He's like, but just trust me. So I said, all right, fair enough. <clears throat> so we get in this car, we drive over there and I'm not kidding you. It was a strip mall. And I'm not telling you it was one of those nice strip malls, like, you know, uh, you know, really well done or, you yeah. know, it was a freaking strip mall that you're like, I'm pretty sure this is where, uh, you know, people come to have meetings to be serial killers at, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. And there was this one door and it said crab. That's literally <laughs> all. There was no name of the, no name of the restaurant, nothing, but people were piling in this freaking place. And the guy I was with, I'm like, Hey dude, you want to give us a shot? He's like, ah, I, I guess. So we go in there and it is wall to wall packed. And they are giving out, I mean, this amazing crab. And I remember for like 20 bucks, it was, I mean, I, there's no way I could finish it. It was probably the best freaking crab I've had that wasn't, because, you know, blue crab's basically the most that you're going to get down there. But that was probably some of the best non-Alaskan crab I've ever had. It was freaking amazing. Well, I mean, you're talking to a fan of soft shell crabs. So oh, there you go. So, I mean, get, oh, this one restaurant in the town I grew up in. In May and then again in the fall, they would have soft shell crabs and like well, actually they'd have them all summer because he would buy a shitload and freeze them. But yeah, soft shell crabs sauteed in like garlic and butter and put on top oh, of yeah. bread. Mm, oh, sounds good. <laughs> that that yeah. that is a food gasm. That's all it is. Yeah, pure, pure, pure food gasm. Yeah, like I, sure. I I haven't had them since I moved out of New York in six years. Like uh. No, it's been fucking eight years. Holy shit. It's a long time. I gotta, I, I gotta go to New York. Fuck. Yeah. But time passes fast. Yes, it does. <laughs> this this spring, I gotta go to New York. I mean, my, my grandma would probably love it, but yeah, I gotta go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, Logan, what's a paranormal experience you had either before you met Nicole or Man. by yourself? Kind of curious. Okay, so this is where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have to figure it out because had a lot of them, a lot of them. Um, I would probably be jealous. <laughs> well, it, so, and I mean, we may have talked about this a little bit on our show, but I'm kind of coming to terms with the possibility of having some sensitivity. Um, it's mm -hmm. something I've been fighting for a long time, um, but I'm trying to trying to wrap my head around it. Anyway, long story short, I, I seem to be able to spot things that I, that I don't think some other people can but in this particular incident it wasn't um and this is no problem because nicole and i know that we've dated people before we got married but i was on a date with uh with this girl and then there was another couple in the back of the car and we're driving and this is in san antonio excuse me we were at um we just come back from eating or something i don't know whatever whatever you do and as we're driving i see something go from left to right across the freeway and it looked like I always want to say it looks like it looked like a hefty bag turned inside out. Like it wasn't shiny, but it looked like something just kind of doing this thing across the freeway. And it totally blacked everything out. Like I could not see lights. It, it basically, it, it cut the lights out. So I know for a fact it was solid as it moved across from left to right. Now, mind you, I'm doing 60 plus miles an hour, but yet at that particular time, it felt like I was doing two because it just moved in slow motion and I remember just thinking to myself, 
what in the hell is that? And no kidding, as soon as it took off across and left the, the freeway, the girl I was with looked at me and she goes, I know you saw that, right? I'm like, yeah, I saw that. And then the people behind us were like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I am so glad the rest of you saw that. It looked like a full formed shadow that went across from one spot to another. Now, where we were in San Antonio, if you've ever been there, they built the city all around this this town. But some of the older parts of that town are still obviously are still there, like the Alamo. And we were not that far from it. So in my mind to me, and I, I think when we all talked about it in the car, it was like, could that have actually like just been a ghost of somebody from the Alamo? Because it was so close. If you ever in San Antonio and you get off the freeway, you will almost run right into the Alamo on this certain uh, freeway. And I can't remember which one it was, but, uh, but yeah, it was, that was something else that the reason I like bringing that one up is it wasn't just me. That was three other people that cooperated it right that second. And it was, uh, that was every bit of a shadow person or thing. Cause I honestly, I don't know that I saw legs. Hmm. Well, funny you say that. Cause that's not the first experience I've heard of a shadow person right across the road. Yeah. On monsters among us podcast, they actually had a call in on route two in Massachusetts <laughs> about five minutes that way. And then about five, 10 minutes East. Yeah, on Route Two, someone actually reported by Fitchburg, Massachusetts, seeing a shadow person run across the road behind really? them in the rearview mirror. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I've never seen I mean, anything driving. It was <laughs> that scary, would scare man. me. I'm not kidding. I mean, well, actually, let's talk about that since since we've brought it up. I want to hear you guys' theories. What do you think shadow people are? Hmm. I don't know. I have my own theory. I'll get I have my own theory. I'll get into in a minute, but I want to hear what you guys think. Uh, in my opinion, this is just mine. Nicole's got her own, I'm sure. But in my personal opinion, I think a shadow figure is residual. I don't think it's something that that is conscious of what it's doing. So it may not always have physical form. So sometimes when it's going through its loop, it can't always manifest enough power to form a full physical form. So sometimes I think it draws energy enough to at least be a shadow person or a shadow so that it can do its loop. And then sometimes it has more and it can actually be full form. Now that's just my dumb opinion. But that's just kind of how I feel about it. I mean, I agree mostly with that, but I also think there's probably situations where it's not just residual. But other than that, oh. I don't really know that there's anything else in my mind that I think it could be. Yeah. Besides, like, well, spirit. Right. Well, here's – I'll first say a theory that I've been told a million times. Okay. And then I'll say, I'll say my theory. The theory I've heard a million times is that they're ultra-terrestrial, which means they're from other dimensions. And they're basically, like, layovers, kind of, that we – they don't even realize they're in another dimension at that point. They hmm. just are kind of, they literally are shadows from another dimension that are just, they're there. They can't cause harm. They can't do anything, but they're there. I've also been told by, uh, fuck, I forget his name, but uh, he's a very famous, he does Phantoms and Monsters radio. 
Don Don Strickler. Am I getting that right? I don't know. But he he was a guest on my show way back in the beginning, and he does Families and Monsters Radio. It was a podcast, and now he does like a live radio show. He believes he's helped people who've dealt with them, and he says they're very negative entities who feed off people's happiness, or well, <laughs> feed off taking people's happiness and making people negative. He says that's what they feed off of, and he's worked with families for years to get rid of them. So, but I mean, Lon Strickler, Lon, I'm sorry, that's his name, Lon Strickler. Sorry, Lon, but if you listen, I mean, that's the first time I've heard that theory, or not the about the dimension thing. Yeah. But we're still learning a lot oh, about yeah. that stuff. We haven't gotten as far deep into it as as you oh. have of talking to people. I mean, we're just our minds have already been blown this, these first oh, nine yeah. months of doing this for sure that we haven't gotten even that far <laughs> into it yeah. yet. But um, I mean, that's a very interesting thought. Yeah. Well, and here's my theory. Now take it as you will, but my theory is spirits go through evolution just like humans do. Yeah. They start off as just mist or fog. They have no way of, Controlling their shape. They then progress into shadow people because they can make the shape of a human because they mastered their abilities so far, but they can't, and there's no features. They can just master the shape of a human, and that's why they're shadow people. And then, in my theory, their final Pokemon evolution is a full, <laughs> is a full figured embodiment, like Ghostbusters would say. I mean, that's a great theory. Yeah, I mean, I, I have heard something to the effect before about it takes them a long time to learn how to do certain things from well, like different psychics and mediums. So it's it's funny. That book series I was mentioning to you guys that Brandy Alexander wrote on your show. Um, she in her in her in her stories, the main character lives with three ghosts, his the ghost of his brother and then two other ghosts he picked up along the way. And a lot of the, the book, a main plot of the book is about them learning to use different abilities, such as controlling electronics and just, and actually in the second book that's coming out, they learn a way to enhance their abilities greatly through the help of other beings. But well, I'm not going to ruin her book for her. So, yeah. but, <laughs> but I mean, so it's funny that like she puts that in a book and it's, I mean, it's, it's based on what she's researched. I'm sure because right. We, right. we all, we all know it's, it's been hypothesized that ghosts learn to do more the longer they're around. Of course. So sure. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's why if you go to paranormal investigation, the ghost isn't listening to anything you fucking say to do, then either they're just assholes or it's a new ghost. Yeah. But it, or, I mean, if they do everything you ask them to do, like play with meters and stuff that they have been there for a long time and they learn how to control their abilities by that point, they had to them. Otherwise, how the hell how the hell are they making an EKG meter go to red if they're right. Right. when they're unless they're listening to you and able to comprehend what you're telling them to do and actually able to do it? Like it's just I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And mm-hmm. I always think about when I watch that uh, this whole discussion about learning how to do stuff. It goes back to the ghost movie with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. You remember? Like like he has to go down to the subway to learn yeah. how to yeah. push stuff. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, they have to learn. I mean, you would assume that they're mm. not just going to know it. No, I mean, you know, we learn when we're, when we're born. So mm-hmm. why couldn't it go the same way? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, I mean, but that kind of also contemplates the whole theory I have, all well, that many people have. It contradicts it. The, the theory that when we die, our spirits go to this 
Which I guess, I guess it doesn't contradict it, because I guess there would be those that are still stuck on Earth for some reason, but most spirits go back up into another dimension when basically what I call the alien DMV to await another body to go into if they, if they didn't complete their goal. Mm-hmm. Like a reincarnation so, type situation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Re- reincarnation mm-hmm. type situation. And mm-hmm. our, the alien spirits basically like either you do what you're supposed to, either you learn what you're supposed to learn in that life or you're repeating that life for possibly getting worse if you fucked up that bad. But yeah. I mean, if you believe in reincarnation of spirits, you know, going to animals and rocks and whatnot. But True. that's a whole. That's a whole nother level. <laughs> that's a whole nother level. Yeah, that is a whole yeah, nother that level. Yeah, that is a deep one there. Yeah, like, yeah, coming back as animals and trees, and I'd be okay being a tree. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Now, I've been thinking about this all day, and <laughs> I have to ask you, Logan, because you said last night that you have a new theory about our furry, hairy, Sasquatchian friends, and I'm kind of dying to hear it. So the theory that we've both actually been thinking about or that we've come to Talked about, talk least, about, yeah. and we've heard this from, from a couple of different people that, that we've spoken to is that perhaps they are actual, uh, for lack of better words, alien beings inhabiting that so that they can move around. That's part of their, I guess, camouflage for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are interdimensional. They're not just stuck in our dimension which is why why we have such a difficult time being able to see them all the time so they can move interdimensionally or find them or find period right exactly Mm -hmm. so that is the theory that i've been sort of sort of contemplating and and it was given to us by a good friend of ours and uh i trust his i trust his knowledge in it it's not trust me i when when you do a show and i'm sure you understand when you do a show on the paranormal I try not to to ever etch anything in stone. I think everything if you if you do that then you're you're pretty much in trouble. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to stay a moving target. Things need to be fluid because every once in a while things will change and turn you on turn you on a dime, but I I'm interested in that because it it does make it does make some sense. And for us we always maintain and especially with our audience we're very middle of the road. Um, we never we never try to force perspective on anyone. It's always, hey, here's some of the information that we've got. Mm-hmm. Here's what some of our guests are telling us. Uh, you know, you guys are more than smart enough to decide on your own. But this is where we are. And we're very, very, very well based in kind of middle of the road kind of mentality. But every once in a while, someone like that will, will tell you something and you're throw like, throw you for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the meme from Adult Swim you know, just blows your mind. That's kind of where we're at a few different times. So, but yeah, that's kind of the kind of the working th- uh, theory that we've been kind of at least embracing a little bit, you know. And and when it comes to that, just Sasquatch. But then you start to question almost every cryptid. Mm-hmm. Is every cryptid moving around that way? That's why we can't find them, right? And so you just start going down this immense rabbit hole, like yeah. trying to figure that out. Exactly. And I mean, it comes. Oh, okay. The fact that Bigfoot is ultra terrestrial, I've heard that before. I am not a huge fan of that theory per se. I just, if everything's ultra terrestrial, then it kind of just ruins the magic of cryptids. Right. right. (laughs) I mean, I was always, for a long time, a believer of the 
Drygampithecus like theory that they're just left behind and that humans killed most of them off back in the cave era, but then some of them survived and learned like basically that if humans are over here, we're gonna go over this way and just fuck off. Like right. <laughs> mm-hmm. but my person oh okay, I haven't said this on my show in a long time. So this is a theory I I put together when I first started my show and like, based on what people told me, and I kind of combined elements of so many different conspiracies and cryptids into this, but bear with me, if you will, because I want to see looks in your faces when I say this. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so imagine if you will, Earth is a prison planet of sorts. Humans are prisoners. We were brought here from another planet because we were unruly assholes in that planet too. And that's why, one, we have Bigfoot and Sasquatches all around the world. They are prison guards. <laughs> they were another alien species that were deemed too dangerous for space. Because, I mean, Marvel, Marvel Comics is this whole thing where, like, like there's representatives from each species of, of major alien species. And they deem that, like, Earth is too, too much of a dirtball planet to, like, deal with. So they basically made a promise to leave Earth alone as I watched my female dog hunt my male dog. Hey, he's got a job to do. But uh, he's a working man right now. So, Bigfoots are prison guards, basically. And that's also why we have UFO sightings because they are the wardens. They're just the wardens that are, or the, yeah, wardens, basically. They're basically wardens in each UFOs that are just guarding different sections of Earth. And they're watching over the planet. I mean, this could explain dogmen if they were also just an unruly. Alien species that I put here. It could explain a lot of cryptids. It could explain sea monsters and everything else as well. If you really want to go that far, and you may ask, but where do all these things on Earth live? Well, that's where the Hollow Earth theory comes into play, and that's where they all live is in the Hollow Earth. Because another thing, Lon Strickler told me is that he's investigated reports of dragons coming out of caves in Pennsylvania. Really. And mines, mines mainly, like mines, because you know, in lore, dragons always like gold and shiny things. So, right. why wouldn't they want to go live in a mine where there's a lot of gold and a lot of shiny things? So, hmm. I mean, hmm. it would explain a lot of different creatures we have on Earth, and that's kind of my mind blowing theory. I've seen people really have been laughed at for it on this show, and I've. <laughs> You really have that people sit there like with their mouths open, like that makes so much fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting theory. Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I, I don't know that I embrace that yet. It's just, um, yeah. I mean, I don't expect. I'm, I'm not saying there's any proof of it, but sure. right. It, it also it's just a it's a way to explain a lot in a few sentences. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is, and. Why wouldn't this? Be? I mean, we've been told that the Anunnaki, the Palladians, and yeah. all these other, and reptilians, all these species were on Earth before we even became a thing. Right. So either they created us, or we came from somewhere else and we're slaves. Yeah, I mean, there, I, I've heard all those theories, and there, some of them are very, um, they're interesting. They're interesting and profound. I mean, some mm-hmm. of them have some, some basic and facts and and things like that, but. My thing is kind of what I was getting back to about fluidity as far as being able to understand and not be locked in any one thing. I think the whole reason why, number one, we have a show and I'd imagine you do too, and why paranormal is such a 
such a gripping topic is because it's it's ever evolving. It's not always going to be the same. And it is so much more fun looking for the truth than finding the truth. Because the very moment you find something out and it's true, it is no longer paranormal. And then it's now the new normal, like the other part of your show's name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you like how I, do you like how I Tarantino'd that a little bit? <laughs> I mean, I prefer if you did a little freaking shamalama ding dong with it and say, <laughs> but um, per, I mean, personally, I mean, I don't know. And that, and so you know, that theory also goes into Antarctica, and the reason that no humans are allowed there unless the government's given permission is because Antarctica is not ice. It's maybe on the outside it's ice, but in the inside, I kind of buy that Marvel Comics was right, and there's like a savage land like place down there where dinosaurs could still exist, and all these creatures we don't even know about would still exist. I mean, it would make sense. It would buy into Hollow Earth, because that's how they get back and forth from there to other parts of the Earth. And, I mean, the Native Americans used to go through the Earth on these these caves, on these spiritual journeys. And they would walk from one end of they would walk from the top of the eastern coast to the bottom of the eastern coast to these caves. Mm -hmm. No other human being has ever done it or is able to do it. It would take, if they wanted to, it would take years to set up because they'd have to lay relay stations in the caves every so often. And who knows what's going to get your fucking stores until you get there. So <laughs> it'd be a dangerous task to take. But there's <laughs> got to be, there wouldn't be all these cave systems and all these disappearances around the cave systems if something wasn't happening. Yeah, it's yeah. not the first time I've heard stuff like that. Mm -mm. Especially like the Hopi Hopi natives. Mm -hmm. They they mm -hmm. talk about living underground. Absolutely. Yeah. So Yeah, that's that I mean, that in itself isn't so being being half native, I can tell you that um, you know, utilizing the earth for protection and, and anything at all, that's something that 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 indigenous people have done. You know, and that there's nothing, obviously there's nothing paranormal about that. You know, you see where even just, um, you know, the Hopi and some of the natives would actually carve their, their homes into, you know, into the, the actual cliffs. mountains and the mm -hmm. cliffs. So for them to utilize a cave system makes perfect sense. So, you know, that, that particular part. Yeah. I, I, I definitely get that. I, I just don't know. Yeah. When it comes to some of the hollow earth theories that, that you, that you're talking about, it is still something that I've, I'm still trying to understand and, and kind of wrap my head around as far as whether or not, whether or not, or what, what I feel about that for lack of better words. Well, yeah, I have to agree. What made me a believer in it for the most part, if you haven't seen it yet, is the missing four in one documentaries. You know, know about that? that? I don't think I do either. It, it was on Amazon prime for free years ago. I don't know if it still is, but. There, there's a there's a series of documentaries about the missing four and one, and it's basically people who all disappear in the wilderness. They go hunting, they go hiking, and they just are never seen again. And no trace of any foul play or anything. Just pure disappear off the face of the fucking earth. Hmm. And there's a similar story about a it's a guy somewhere. He was in the Midwest United States hiking in the woods or something, and then. Bam, seven years later, he shows up on a beach in the East Coast. No one's seen him in that time. Hmm. And he had no, and he had no recollection of how he got there. They did all these tests on him. And it just seems like he literally just fell asleep in the Midwest and woke up in the East Coast seven years later. 
That's interesting. Mm. You know, there was something else that that sounds familiar. I was out in Sedona for a while um, earlier this year, and we took one of those um, Jeep rides. And the lady was talking about how she had a friend that went out there in the desert. And she came back like several weeks later and couldn't even remember what had happened to her. Yeah. So, yeah. So things like that happen, but I, I don't know an explanation. Like I can't think of a I mean, explanation for that. Yeah. I mean, you also hear of times where, you know, if you prescribe to the theory that people are abducted, you know, there's also that too. So, although I'll be yeah. honest, I don't know that I've ever heard one seven years. That's, that's no, a pretty that's long, a long time. time. I mean, a lot of the time it goes back to like the alien abductions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you know about the ton of those stories. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's someone in my, there's someone I'm closely related to. They don't like me talk, saying, naming who they are, but they have been abducted by aliens multiple times throughout their lives, they believe. And hmm. they, ne they, they always come, they always wake up in their bed the next, the next morning, but right. they feel like they didn't sleep all night. Yeah. And their cameras have caught some weird things outside their bedroom windows before that happened and the camera was static. Hmm. It was actually the, the camera caught a huge black shadow-like figure outside the window, and then mm -hmm. as soon as it got close to the window, the window went, the whole camera went staticky, and when it turned on again, it was a couple hours late. Wow. And they were back, in, they were back in bed at that point. So, That's but they also they also feel like they didn't sleep all night, mm -hmm. which, as I've said before on this show, anybody who feels like you are being abducted, this is something I heard from Derek Hayes. I, I forget where he heard it from, but if you feel like you're being abducted. Turn your pajamas inside out or wherever you're sleeping and turn it inside out before you go to sleep. And if you wake up and they're the right side out, then there's your proof. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter you're one restless sleeper. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, I mean, this does not apply if you sleepwalk in any way or if right. you yeah. do any yeah. of those type of things. But I mean, no matter how restless sleeper you are, you're not taking your clothes off and then putting them back on. You may be taking your clothes. You may take your clothes yeah. off. I mean, who doesn't like to have a good time? But you ain't putting it back on if you're asleep. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Man, I'd hate to think what advice you have for people that are nude when they sleep. <laughs> what, how do you figure that part out? <laughs> uh, if you sleep nude, you, one, one, you must not have children. And two, <laughs> and two, you're basically giving an open invitation for alien for alien anal probe. So yeah, good luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I I am a full believer in extraterrestrials. I have been like yeah. I told you last night before the government ever said anything. I've been a huge believer since I was a kid in them. And the very the very scientific part of my brain. See, I, my full time job that I you know I wish I was a full time paranormal podcaster but uh, you know that don't luck hasn't fallen, that yeah, luck has fallen on my lap just yeah. yet but uh in my actual day-to-day -day, nine to five I'm, i i have a job which requires me to be extraordinarily analytical and it requires me to be very scientific mathematical so um there's one i, I kind of live i feel sometimes i'm a little bit like harvey dent i feel like i've got one side of me that's whacked the f out and the other part of me that's the lawyer you know the part of so me has to be analytical. So um, basically, you're basically you're two faced. Right, I'm two faced. Yeah. And <laughs> you know the the two faced side of me that says, or the the lawyer part of me that goes, from a just a scientific mathematical reasoning, 
there are way too many stars there are way too many depth out there mm -hmm. if you are in the feeling that you're alone that we're alone in this universe then it's just not something that that mathematically could even be accurate at some particular point it you're good you're bound to find some other type of life form whether it's humanoid or all those sort of things i don't know that's that's the the other part of me that wants to get involved but mm -hmm. mathematically just statistically alone it is almost an impossibility knowing what building blocks exist out in outer space to know that this was not just an accident you know and the other part of me is i also have some some faith issues as well um but you know are you grip i'm a grip with a lot of different things but that particular part of me says mathematically it's impossible for it not to happen then of course the other side of me that's whacked the heck out who has the funky hair um tells me that uh <clears throat> that of course there's aliens they come all the time you've seen them i've certainly seen ufos i used to live in arizona that's kind of where i was pretty much born and raised except for through high school i lived in san diego but um it is entirely un a, a very common thing to look up and see things that you cannot explain in an arizona sky it is so vast and there's no light pollution in certain areas that you can actually now i don't know if it's just where your mind thinking it but you've done this yeah where you can almost see the curvature of the earth, of the earth in the sky at night mm -hmm. that's how black it is and how how clear it is and you see things out there and the one analytical part of my mind that goes okay that is along our ecliptic plane so that's definitely a satellite and then there's this other thing that comes the other way and you're like yep don't know what that is yeah and you can actually see the stars twinkling yeah. they look like they're wiggling yeah it's pretty well, amazing i mean i i kind of live in an area like that too where like if i go in my backyard on a clear night i can see every star in the fucking sky but yeah. and also i can see i can see you know people I've, i know i've seen some things in the sky around us that are not explainable but yeah mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I've heard rumors that the mountain we live on has some kind of fuel they use for their ships inside of it. So they basically are beaming it up and siphoning it and then going on wherever the hell they're going. But, mm -hmm. I think I know where you live. I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I already said it's in Massachusetts. So, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I do too, but I won't say it either. Mm -hmm. We can, talk, we can talk about that after the show's over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> no problem. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean. Okay, my listeners know I live in Gardner, Massachusetts. My listeners okay, know that. I was gonna guess like Worcester area. Yeah, yeah, basically forty-five minutes away from Worcester. So yeah, mm -hmm. forty-five minutes, uh, basically west of Worcester, but okay, almost almost exactly. But so yeah, I mean, it's wait. I'm kind of curious. How, how do you know that? Because I haven't heard too many people that have known this. I've no, I've no, we, we've, uh, we've studied the Boston area pretty well, uh, especially. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, area, before, you, before you do so, you, your microphone is getting very static whenever you talk. Oh, is it really? Let me back up. I don't know if you're too close to it or what, but. Ooh. How about now? <laughs> Worse even. That's weird. How about now? I'm, I mean, I'm still, I'm still hearing it, but it's it's fine. We'll, we'll live with it. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't come through in the recording. That's all. Okay. So sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So we'll see. But <laughs> sounds clear on my end, just in case. I don't know. All right, that might be a good sign then. So. 
Okay. But no, I um I know the area a little bit. I've got some I've got some very close friends out in that area. Um of course they they love to call themselves mass holes, but uh yep. but yeah, they're they're in that area and I and I know it a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I I I I have been to Boston, or at least in that area, quite a bit in the last couple of years. And I, like I said, I kind of had an idea. I thought where you were, but yeah, yeah nonetheless. All right, I'm, we're definitely talking about that. The show's over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask, because being that you lived in Texas, no Arizona, what th- Arizona. Well, well, you were in Texas for a yeah, little I was yeah for a little. I was yeah stationed there yeah, yeah for so a little bit out, yeah. I was going to, okay, well, same area, basically, and what I'm talking about. What do you think of Dogman? Dogman. Hmm. So, <clears throat> so we covered, we covered the Michigan Dogman for a bit. Um, so, again, my two-faced. So, one part of me uh, wants to believe that if you if you believe encrypted, then that would probably be something that would be accurate. There would be a possibility of, of a beast like that. However, I know there's a lot of you know uh, rumor mill that the military is creating these super soldiers and they got away from them. Wolverine. Well, yeah, Wolverine. <laughs> and then I've also heard that you know they're interdimensional travelers. Um, but as far as the Dogman itself. To me, my personal opinion is that would probably be more of an interdimensional travel. I I just I've spent <clears throat> if you could see around this room, I've got no shortage of military stuff sitting around here. I've got twelve and a half years of military service. We're just not that smart, <laughs> and we could not do that well enough and not have it be completely bastardized and be stupid. It just we're just not capable of something like that. Maybe someday they may be. I don't know. But we can't even in a military we're not even able to get from point A to point B without a billion rumors spilling out of people's pockets. Whether they whether they carry a high security clearance or not, sometimes people just talk. Like Roswell. Like, like, yeah, that's it. So I just I guess personally I don't subscribe to that particular theory. However, I do know a lot of people do, and there is some some legitimacy to it. I know a lot of them are spotted around military uh, installations, um, but I guess for me it just be more interdimensional. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I agree. That's okay. Well, um, for, I just want to say first because. The static is getting worse, but I, 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 I changed my, I changed my speaker to my computer instead of my headphones, and it, it's still there. So I know it's definitely not my headphones at this point. That's my, that was my original theory, but I don't know. It's freaking weird. Like as soon as you guys start talking, it's just like, like it's. That's all. Let me mute I'll just say maybe I'm plug it real fast and plug it back in. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Very static when both of you talk. So what about what about this? Same. Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean the the government just wants talking, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, put it this way. So you're basically saying are you saying that you think dogmen were created by the government? No, I'm saying I don't believe they were created by the government. 
Oh, okay, well. Okay, well, okay, well, one, that's never a theory I even had that they were created by the government, because put it this way. You asked me yesterday what one of my what, what, what one of my favorite episodes have been. And I didn't bring up this one because I kind of had a feeling I'd need it tonight. So my fourth or fifth episode was with a writer, a screenplay writer, a Christopher Susi. He has a voice for storytelling, I'll tell you that. But he was also a military man, and he told a lot of great stories about seeing the devil. But one of his fellow comrades in the military when they were in Egypt saw a statue of Anubis. And he started freaking the fuck out, saying, what is that? And they explained who Anubis was to the Egyptians, and he's like, I saw that same exact creature in my backyard twice when I grew up in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, that right there, not even knowing this fucking guy, but hearing his theory, his story about freaking out and about his friend freaking out over a statue. And just, I mean, I've talked, like I talked to last night, I talked to people from the NADP. I mean, there is more sightings of dogmen across the United States that, not United States alone, I'm not going into the world here because there are worldwide sightings, but if you look at the map the NADP has of sightings in the U.S. that are reported, and that, that one right there reported, but even if, even if, 85, 90% of those are fucking made-up stories by people who just want attention. Yeah. yeah. That's still a lot of fucking dots on that map. Yeah, that's so, a lot. I didn't, I mean, I didn't realize that. that. And, I mean, I, I advise everybody, and I've, I've done, I used to advise people this every fucking episode almost, but I advise everybody, if you haven't said it in a while, go to the NADP's website. North American Dogmen Patrol, I think it is, but look at their map. Oh my god. I mean, and you said you talked about the Michigan Dogman, which <laughs> I mean, the Michigan Dogman is one thing. Have you looked into either A, the Beast of Bray Road, or B, the Beast of the Lamb between the Lakes? So Beast of Bray Road is something we're, we're teeing up at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of associated mm-hmm. with that, but yeah, the Michigan Dogman is really the only one that we kind of got into. Yeah. And the only reason we said the government thing is because there was a, there was a, a sighting by this truck driver, and it basically you know up on the side whatever. But he said he was visited in the police department by these guys in suits, and basically told him not to speak about it anymore, and that he because he shot shot and thought he killed it, and they basically told him do not talk about this. You destroyed, you destroyed our app, our asset, is the way yeah. they put it, and uh, and that's what got me thinking about. Hmm, that's an interesting term. Destroyed our assets, and so then we got into the whole discussion about Wolverine, you know, creating a super soldier. Um, I don't really completely believe that, but the only reason the only reason I give it some credence is because that is 100% military jargon is called an asset. A weapon in military terms would be considered an asset. So. That's the only reason why I said, okay, that that is something that has some validity to it. Well, and I mean, if you haven't looked into the Beast of the Lamb Between the Lakes, because the, the Lamb Between the Lakes is up in um, Wisconsin, same as Bray Road. Mm-hmm. And the Lamb Between the Lakes is an island in Wisconsin that's literally in between two lakes. And you can drive up there and 
from what I've been told by uh, the guy from the NADP that I actually interviewed, you drive through the first part, you see roadkill, you see wild animals, birds, squirrels, all that good stuff. You get to the second half of the island. It's like being in Silent Fucking Hill. You don't see shit. There's not there's not even roadkill. There's nothing. And you feel like you're being watched everywhere on that second half of the island. You feel like you're being watched by something. I mean, I've even on Global Strangers when we did Dogman, I even read stories of people who were in the woods in this part of the United States, and some of them are even about being chased by dogmen. And they there's there's no way they could be human because they were Nothing about them matched what human descriptions would be. The speed, the agility, the strength, nothing. And I mean, I've even heard there are two different types of dogmen. One that's just trying to survive, basically, and is not really caring about humans. And then there's one that's a little more territorial and a little more aggressive, just like Bigfoot's. So, I mean, I I have to believe in dogmen because the beast of land between the lakes, there literally was a murder scene so bad up there in a cabin that they initially thought serial killer maybe, but why would a serial killer throw the clawed apart body of a eight-year-old girl up into a tree? Mm. Yeah, we need to look at that because I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of the greatest thing about paranormal is that you hear all these different things and and just word of mouth and you can you know you can go down a lot of different avenues so uh, just because i don't necessarily subscribe to the michigan dogman being military that doesn't necessarily mean that the two things can't be right at the same time you know there could be something else that would be i don't know um, but like I said, if you don't maintain some validity when you're researching the paranormal, then you'll drive yourself crazy. Well, I mean, there are reasons I find it hard to believe in the Loveland Frogman, but so yeah, I get I get made fun for that one all the fucking time. <laughs> but I mean, dogmen just—I feel like they're an ancient, older species like Bigfoot, and they just, I mean, Native Americans tell of meeting Bigfoots. They're tribes of hairy men they traded with, or tribes of hairy men that came down from the mountain and stole their women, and, or stole their children, or stole their kids to eat. But you also hear some less, but some stories of dogmen from Native Americans. I mean, so. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't know. I think they're definitely in the same category. Two-Face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't hear things in the paranormal and not be a skeptic at times, because you have... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will always approach everything paranormal, even with our show, and any of our listeners know that. I first come from the skeptic's point of view, until I'm somewhat told otherwise. There are only about maybe two or three things that I believe in. <clears throat> One, I believe in the ghosts. Two, I believe in UFO ufology. Beyond that, well, no, correction. I also believe that cryptids are something that we have to be aware of because, like I mentioned in our show last night, it is the, realistically, for the most part, scientifically, I should say, the only facet of paranormal that, of paranormal that has ever actually been proven. So, you know, it, that's where you tell yourself that if you, if you don't at least embrace some 
some idea about crypto, cryptology, cryptozoology, and cryptids that, you know, that you're going to run yourself crazy because they have proven. You know, whether or not there's a dogman or not, I don't know. I haven't seen one yet. But then again, I wouldn't have a paranormal show if I believe in only the things that I saw. So. But I also know that, um, that, you know, there are a lot of strange things. There are a lot more than you ever think going into this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are so many different topics we can touch on right now, but we are getting close to the. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I go for an hour and a half sometimes. I don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> I, I have 45 minute episodes of makeup for it. So my listeners are used to the back and forth. But let's end it out by set, by going on this one topic. It's my, as I said last night, it's my fucking favorite topic in the world the idea of living dinosaurs, whether it's Macaulay Mbembe. Thunderbirds, or a couple other cases we may talk about. But I want to hear what you guys think first before I go on my spiel. Well, the only, the only one that I really think is possible is the, the, like the Thunderbird or the, the flying ones because it'd be so much easier to hide. The others, I'm, I'm not there yet. That's where I'm at. So, <clears throat> In, in Tombstone, Arizona, there is a very well-documented uh, thunderbird, for lack of better words. And I know that that is something that my culture and a lot of people that live around that area believe pretty well because there have been sightings of it. Um, maybe not as much recently, but especially in Australia. We would drive from, from Douglas, Arizona to Tucson, Arizona. And you have to go through that corridor all the way through Bisbee and, and, and Tombstone. And let me tell you, Stice, if you wanted to be a funny and you wanted to hide, I cannot think of anywhere else you could be because there's, there's a lot of empty space out there and people see these, see these things. So I believe that there's just like every other cryptid out there, there's got to be something out there flying around these people are seeing. Whether or not it is a Thunderbird or not, I don't know. I'd like to think there is because a lot of people have, have, have said this, this thing is liking it. If that is true, then yeah, yeah, something does exist. So that's kind of my my particular stance on it. Does it exist? Yes, something does out there. With the exception of one morning, lot mess. I think I think it's yeah, yeah. that's always my theory. And I, I don't I, think I don't that think I can ever convince you. I want to believe in it so bad that I'm just going to go, go, that's what it's going to ask for sure. Well, <laughs> let me get my scientist hat on here. <laughs> All right, I'll start with Thunderbirds since that was the main topic of discussion here. Thunderbirds are fucking pterodactyls. Ain't no one going to tell me different. And there's a story on Monsters and Mysteries Among Us. I mean, uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America. Fucking comp- combining a TV show and a podcast here. But like, <laughs> Monsters and Mysteries of, with Monsters and Mysteries in America, there was a segment about Thunderbirds, and it was about I'm not sure if it was Texas or Arizona or it was one of, or New Mexico it was one of those southwestern states. But there literally was a story about a child being picked up by a large bird-like creature, and. Of course, all the fathers ran in the house and got their guns because it's the Southwest. 
And they shot this thing constantly, and eventually it dropped the child a few yards down and flew off. But Thunderbirds could very well be pterodactyls because do you think they'd be easy to find? No, they wouldn't. Because where do creatures like that live? In caves. And what do caves play into? But the hollow earth theory. <laughs> but by the way, that was that was tombstone. That story. That story. Oh really? Oh, that girl? Was oh, that girl? 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 Oh, that you could, I mean, it'd be one episode probably mo- at most, but yeah, it's an interesting yeah. story. The fact that the natives there have been reporting, have reported seeing it for generations, and when they were literally given, they've seen it, and they literally were given a book by British people of different animals that they know exist, and they went through them all, and each picture they pointed at that they thought it could be, they said, nope, nope, that's not it. And then they happened to get to a dinosaur section of the book, I guess, and they saw a brontosaurus or a similar creature. And they were like, that's it. So, I mean, and where else would giant living dinosaurs be able to still live and possibly procreate besides in the African jungle, where there is still a lot of unexplored territory, mm-hmm. or two in South America, in Peru, mm-hmm. where there is a tribe of natives who worship velociraptor like creatures that live in the woods around them. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> no velociraptors. No. no. <laughs> Now, as far as as far as the Peruvian claim goes, there are people that have hypothesized because I, I actually just released the episode not long ago, where one of my guests, who was in the, her father and her husband were in the military, her well, one of her husbands, her current husband, she had like six husbands, but her current husband was in the military and her father was too, and her father told her stories about. Velociraptor extraterrestrials or velociraptor looking extraterrestrials that fought in World War II with both sides of the war. Jesus. Jesus. And they, he, she, she literally told about a, her father was in the Navy, and she literally told about a battle on a ship with these creatures. If you haven't checked it out, I suggest you check out that episode because you literally will hear me in the middle of that episode going, Silent for like fucking two minutes and just being like, yeah, yeah. What do you say to say I literally went silent for two minutes and I was like, no fucking way, no fucking way. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm like, this could be groundbreaking. Are you serious? Like, this could be my, this could put my podcast in the map. It didn't, but it fucking good. <laughs> but That's I got, I got, I got, sorry, I got to fucking clip that episode and fucking get more of it. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, just the fact that. She brought that up, and my theory about the Peruvian, I mean, people have said, like, it's extraterrestrials, but I'm like, I don't know. It's South America. There's a lot of jungle there. Who the fuck knows what's in that jungle? The Amazon's not fully explored by any fucking means. It's almost unexplored as much as the ocean. So, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And when the local people, people like, the, like the, the natives, natives to a local to a place, place have, have, you know, you centuries, know, centuries of this passed, passed down, now of same same thing. I'm more like more like them than I am. I am. Yeah. Anybody? Walking outside and seeing something. Like a history. Well, they will play the piano. So, and I mean, supposedly, if you go to that part of Peru and you meet that tribe. They have carvings that have been there for generations of these creatures on their on the mountains around mountains around them, rocks around them, wherever the fuck it is. Like they have they believe in this fully and they worship these creatures because they're scared of them. So they, I, I, I think they even leave food out for them and stuff just so they don't get eaten themselves. Because I mean I would be worried about getting eaten too if it's a fucking velociraptor. So uh, yeah, yeah. That'd be terrible. I'd be I'd be sitting there in the fucking jungle like no blue back blue back blue <laughs> yeah, exactly like, where's Chris where's Chris well God we we might have to do part two because there are so many fucking things we didn't even touch on so yeah. we might have to do part two it might it might. Maybe I mean I'm booking out till fucking February at this point, so we can get it going <laughs> the next year. It's I, I my schedule is so fucking full. I think uh, the one guest that I have, I have like twenty something upcoming interviews just off that fucking site, so it's insane. But well, yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. That, <laughs> that site pays me people on though, so I like that site. But <laughs> I, I can help you up with that site if you want to. But um. Well, how don't you tell my audience where they can find your podcast, even though I will be sharing out the episode I was on, of course, but where can they find your podcast? Where can they find you guys? Just promote yourself to the fucking fullest. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, so for, for, for starters, our podcast, podcast is, is literally an audio from the beginning where you can stick in podcast these days. I think we're on every one. I know we're on. Obviously, we're on Spotify right now. We're on. I know I heard radio. All the main ones I've been in Basically, basically, yeah. uh, we do have a YouTube channel too, Generation X, We've really just kind of started to dab in the video, so we don't always do a great episode, so most of our part, this last season, kind of been kind of We do have a Facebook page. I'll let you sit, you see. It's an podcast. It's a podcast. We do have a website, gxjx.com. And if you guys have a reason to talk about, you can reach us at info at gxjx.com. Is it all? Is it all? Score one for the hobby. Well, to all my listeners, there's an outro, but I'm not going to need this fucking episode because I'll say it because I'm in a good mood tonight. So. You know you can find me personally on Facebook as the unapologetic, uncensored, and untamed podcast collective Facebook group. You can find me on XX Baby and the Gram as that juggalo bastard. You can find me on TikTokie as that juggalo bastard podcast. A lot of funny fucking clips being uploaded there right now. I'll tell you what. And yeah, that's my hand. That's my hand kill for y'all. But you can also find me on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal if you want to see all my old interviews. Or if you want to watch me streaming live and comment along, go to Blind Knowledge Network. Because all knowledge was blind until people admit the dog when they're fucking real. But 
And of course, you can also find me streaming live on Parapost Network because, and both Parapost and Blind Knowledge are always looking for more podcasts to join them. And if you want to, hit me up or I'll, I'll get you the right people. But I want to thank Logan and Nicole for coming on this episode because this has been a fun fucking conversation. And yeah, yeah. I'm hoping this. Oh, my pleasure. And we're definitely going to do this again. And I, I really hope this fucking audio issue didn't come out in the fucking recording. We'll see. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right, I yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I hope so. Because if it did, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, I'll definitely listen to the video, the replay video on uh, Facebook tonight to see if it actually came through or not like that. But sounds good. But until next time, folks. Remember, the world's not normal. Never will be. Stop getting your hopes up. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And sleep tight, and don't let the fucking shackle bite. <laughs>